Now it's time to make a positive first impression on the judges. Starting with Simone. So I see you've got little mini Polaroids as your dress. Oh, yes. Um, are they pictures of you? Each one of them are pictures of me, a little couple faces, a couple shoes, a couple asses, pictures too. Uh -huh. <laughs> so does that tell me that you love yourself? Um, yes, I do love myself. Good. I love my drag persona. Right. It saved my life. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Conway, Arkansas. I dated a guy from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Oh. Is he your grandfather? <laughs> I think so. I knew he said something about a cross-dresser. <laughs> <laughs> so we might be related. <laughs> well, shut it down, Marys. The race is over. Simone has won. I, we, we, can, we can just cut to the finish line at this point as far as I'm concerned. I want to cut to the finale. Yeah, she, the, she won the episode for me, and it was it started here. It definitely started with this banter with RuPaul. If you have the ability, literally within 10 minutes of appearing on camera on Drag Race, to volley with RuPaul, not mm -hmm. to say that other queens didn't, because like, like Tina Burner did it really well. Kimora did it with Carson. Like There were queens that were just like, fine. But for Simone to do it with RuPaul like this, this is royalty. Yeah, and, and I totally believe and I'm on board with that narrative of like, we had no idea this was happening. We show up. We think we're going to go through a normal first day. Suddenly, 10 minutes in, we're on the main stage with one other queen talking to RuPaul in full drag, performing for her. Like, there's so much pressure, and that's so intimidating. So to get anything out is, is great. But for her to look to be so smooth and so chill and so funny about it, like as if they were just like longtime friends, it was. Uh, it was. I just. I. I knew I like. I mean, we both really fell for Simone in the Meet the Queens. But I knew the moment she walked in and said, "Don't let the smooth taste fool you," that I was like, "I don't know what that means, but I love it." <laughs> I don't, I just done. I'm sold. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, the fact that she called RuPaul a cross dresser within 10 minutes of meeting her, it's, I, I mean, it's like the gag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's that, you know, it's funny. It, it, you know, and boy, are we saying this early this season not to compare queens, but thinking of moments like, like Gigi Good saying fuck you to RuPaul last season. Mm. It it hits differently. Like this like there were those moments where it's like Gia. I mean not Gia. What is your, what's your name? Gigi. Gigi. I'm like my grandfather right now. Gia. Delta work. Gigi. Um <laughs> like where do you think you are? But Simone it just felt right. I just and the way that the nuance of how she said related was just Oh, that, yes, I caught that as well, like, mm -hmm. related. Uh -huh. I'm like, yes, it's like, why is no one related? Exactly. <laughs> I think we might be related. Mm -hmm. uh, totally. I think we need a Simone here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yes, yeah, she, she came out of the gates running, right? I, she oh. addressed, she addresses America, you know, calling mm -hmm. back to a Monique Hart moment. Yep. I I was just like everything for her. But if we're going to talk about how she really won this episode, I mean, obviously it's the whole picture. Yeah. But we need to break down this lip sync that she did <gasps> with uh, Tamisha, Tamisha. Because the Pleasure Principle, this is a great lip sync song, first of all. Yep. So 
I was out of the gate. I was like, oh, Tamisha's bringing these moves. Okay. Like, here yeah, we go. She was churning butter. She was mm-hmm. ready. Uh-huh. She yeah, brought she, shoulders and she knew how to use them. Yeah. Exactly. The severe shoulders. What yeah. did she call? Oh, power shoulders is what yeah. someone called them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh, and then Tamisha was like, thank you. I'm into fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Tote bag. Thank you. I'm into fashion. Yeah. Well, actually, it's going to be a great tank top, actually. So thank you. I'm into fashion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she's not as great as she used to be, but she's still as good as she should be. You know, she, mm. she showed it. She had those moves. But here's the thing. Simone, on the opening line, you might think I'm crazy, but I'm serious. She has this point that she uh-huh. she points right at them, uh-huh. right, with that face. Uh-huh. And if you look in the background, because the, then the camera cuts to a wide shot, she does this, like, bat away with her hand. Mm-hmm. She, like, bats it away. And, I've you know, never seen a queen ahead. win the lip sync so soon. And that has nothing against Tamisha, but it's that moment that immediately when she, like, the finger came out and like she she hit the first word on the right beat and I was like oh oh it's done like it's done like you are this song right now this is incredible I couldn't yes. look away yes the I mean when a queen's eyes are that piercing and when she points at you I just think that's like a winning move oh, right I love a good point you know they say there's like some queens that call them pointer sisters but this is mm. this is there's we've We've talked about the fingers of Drag Race, and yes. we may need to do a sequel because this oh, just made the list so many, of the fingers so of Drag Race. Yeah, so many fingers here, and we're not talking about La Laurie's chicken fingers, you no. know, in her yeah. salad, her olive yeah, green salad, her ho- Olive Garden pasta topped with Popeye's chicken fingers. That's what it is. Yeah, oh, didn't mind moment. that either. Yeah, didn't mind it. Uh, I totally got what she was saying too. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love a queen that knows who she is. Okay, so Simone, uh, you know, then then they both kind of just like dance it out, right? Uh, Simone does that like hand over her head, kind of hip bounce during the line, like it was all just one big night out on the town. Girl, her you that's when you realize like oh the pictures are moving. Every she doesn't need to do much to create a moment here. You couldn't mm-hmm. keep your eyes off of her. Meanwhile, she, that was just a little move that she did. Meanwhile, Tamisha is still, she did that like freeze step move, which was really great. But still, Simone was pulling focus. It's a huge yeah, deal. It felt like uh, that Tamisha was really nailing a lot of moves, but I, I felt like there were moments where she wasn't really lip syncing. Whereas mm. Simone, it was just like she was so present in the song and like, was so like telling the narrative and finding the little nuances. I mean, we both know there's that nuance coming that just, Oh girl, I can't wait for it. But so, so, and you know what I, I, if I'm going to analyze this even further, what I think is so fabulous about Simone's lip sync is that she keeps our focus where she wants it. So she first, for the most part, it's her face, but when she wants us to look at her body or her legs, girl, then, I mean, then she decides. Yeah. She's yeah. the one showing us where she wants our eyes to go. And I think that is the sign of the master lip syncer. Uh, yeah, every time they showed her, I, A, couldn't look away and B, wanted more. I feel like that's that thing where, you know, to to bring us to a legend, because why waste any more time this episode without talking about Dita Ritz this yes. would be. Yes, uh, yes. You know, it's like... It's not that the princess was bad. It's not that Tamisha was bad, but like you just wanted as much Dita and as much Simone as you could get in this lip sync. Now, 
is it's this, like a trinity this... it's a trinity Bonet moment as well right yeah you know, yeah i think if we're going to talk about dita absolutely the second one we talk about is trinity because they do the same thing it's like they sh- they tell you where they want you to look it's well, so you know, smart what i'm really excited about is that there is a an unlikely queen who gives us a bit of a trinity moment later in the episode that i'm mm. keen to mention as well got it um, uh but... i can't think of who that queen is oh. oh yes no no i know who it is i know who come it on is. now yes yeah. i'm thinking of uh you in new york yes yeah uh, yeah <laughs> she's uh open 24 hours yes, yeah it's yes. 20 uh 24 7 like a 7-eleven yes yeah um, um but anyway <laughs> but anyway we'll simone there. simone so okay so then the first kind of like gif that i think will live uh, on is when she sings it's the pleasure principle oh 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 it's that face into the smile it's the way she does so she has this face when she's saying the pre- pleasure principle like she's like orgasming and then she goes into this smile and then flips her hair back it's this flip of the hair to go into another moment that i think did it for me it was just that period i i mean you are you're going into the micro moments. I don't remember that, but I do remember uh, the the lip snarls. I, rem- mm, I mean, I think yes, there the was mouthography. Yes. The mouthography that, like, if you want to talk about like an expert lip sync, it's also like, how do you win a lip sync on Drag Race? Like, how do you do the things that you know the judges will love? And I feel like Simone, it was almost like her connection with RuPaul before the lip sync was the Act One Gun because mm. she just kept doing things, not in a manipulative way, but just in a really organic way. I was like, yeah. This is the shit that RuPaul loves. She loves when you find that little like that little emotion, that twist at the end that makes it funny or makes it weird. She loves when you like bulge your eyes unexpectedly. Like mm. she loves to be surprised in the middle of a song by a little like nuance. And I feel and, like and, Simone knew that. Yes. And that brings us to the fingers of drag race, oh. right? That that pointing on the oh. musical interlude nuance. That yeah, she was just dialing up a win. It was just <laughs> Hi, can I have one crown, please? Thanks. You know, I mean. Exactly, yeah. Press and uh, export. Anytime anytime the judges, like, anytime Rue, like, turns to Michelle and laughs when a queen does something, Mm. it's over. It's over. Like, that's it. I love when, oh, there was, what was the lip sync? It was when Rue had the, the mask Kini on had the full face mask with the sunglasses and everyone had all their theories was, about Rue. Okay, so I think that was Brooklyn Heights versus Evie Oddly. Oh yes, because Rue has a huge reaction in that one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, where she like totally like slams a desk, turns, looks at Michelle, and we got like a little of that with all of them kind of looking at each other when Simone dialed up a a, a Shante. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the there's just this confidence, this playfulness, mm-hmm. this don't stop watching me attitude. Like what I got when I was watching her lip sync is that she loves and knows this song. Even if she doesn't, we think it because there was just this. She didn't need to do all of the moves like Tamisha, because, you know, if we're talking about things that RuPaul loves, like Tamisha was doing things that RuPaul loves. She, that's just all moves. she did. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's just all she did. And there wasn't. And the thing about Tamisha is that her face wasn't giving us the song. You know, and I kept thinking like, oh man, if I was Tamisha right now with everything that happened with, you know, with getting cast in season 12 and getting cancer and getting onto Mm. the show for season 13 and finally getting here and oh, boom, your lip syncing. Like I read this as like someone who just was like, I, I, I almost felt 
like bad. I thought, oh, that that the pressure of this moment on someone like Tamisha was like, it's almost not fair. You know, it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what did she say? She said the thing about watching this show: you think you know, and then you get here, and now you know nothing. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. I, I have been there in my own life in so many ways, and I, I I could totally empathize. But then certainly with the added element of like. Well, you were supposed to be on season 12 and then, oh, God. And then she, yeah, and then she, quote, unquote, goes home. Like, that is ooh, yeah. cruel. Yeah. And and put a pin in that, Mickey, because we will certainly talk about uh, w- what this format mm-hmm. did. Yeah, that's a larger topic about putting people in the pork chop loading dock, the, uh, ooh, the well, DMV of drag race. <laughs> well, that's an only Mary's discussion, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you want the real feelings on all of that, it's patreon.com slash all right, Mary. Well, I just I'm just talking about pork chops loading dock, Mary. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, I uh, uh, you want some gravy with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Um, uh, so anyway, Mary's uh, Simone for me won this episode, uh, certainly with this lip sync, certainly with her story, certainly with the fashion moment. I mean, I think uh it was a reference to a Giselle. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was cover like a, magazine mm-hmm. cover, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about that. What makes you think I have an? I don't have an interest in fashion. Um, yeah, no. She, but and it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous and so simple. She didn't have to spend a lot of money. She didn't have to spend <clears throat> enough money on a Bob Mackie gown to I mean, impress. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to that conversation that Bob and Monet had about like budget. It's like you think about it. Simone's look probably took a lot of work, but probably didn't take a lot of money. Right. Right. And it was so her. Yeah, it was it was great. It was such a and it was so interesting compared to Tamisha, who I felt like had a real like there was something very kind of a little old fashioned or old school, not old fashioned. That's not fair. Old school. About it, was, it was it was a little designing women with the bitchy shoulders. Mm-hmm. Futuristic real it. estate agent. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. With the titties. I was just like, girl, work. Yes. Yeah. But it was just in comparison. You know, I felt like they were two very distinct examples of drag. And at the same time, if I'm going to compare them in, you know, likeness, both of them have amazing transformations. I mean, absolutely. I think that's, you know, I think that goes for most of them where it's just, you know, the level of polish. It's just a totally different person when the drag comes off. So, amazing, um, amazing. Well, Mary's, you know, we could talk about Simone probably for another 30 minutes, but we have or at least another few like 12 weeks, maybe if we're lucky. (laughs) Yes, we have some other discussions to have. But before we do, let's tell our Mary's what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I am Johnny, and this is not her Janet Jackson moment. It's mine. And I'm Colin, and I look like a sexy hot dog. And we are here to kick off our recap of season 13. They said we wouldn't do it. Actually, we said at one point we might not do it, but here we are. And I, you know, I'm happy to be back. Uh, no no regrets, as they say. I mean, as Jasmine Masters said when she walked into the workroom, we're here. <laughs> little tish, little ass, little cut-cut, we're here. Uh, little cut-cut, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, something told me not to discount this guys. We are here. We are changing up our format just a little bit. Uh, you know, in in 
similar ways to RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, maybe not. Maybe a little bit more than that. But, you know, the recap show, the going through every single moment, you saw the episode. I think what what we really love to do is talk about, you know, the big moments and the little moments. And I feel mm-hmm. like, and by big, I mean like meta. And so I think for this season, Mary's, we're going to be experimenting with a little bit of uh, format change, not talking about all the looks on the runway, not talking about the makeup or every single ounce of drama, but just kind of the things that we walked away with. Yeah, yeah, we're not trying to be completists. We're just trying to, you know, capture the moments that jumped out to us with the assumption that you saw the episode, so you know that Denali worked and in, walked into the workroom. We don't need to tell you, you know? Yeah, we don't need to tell you. Uh, we can't Denali it. Um, no, we cannot. So, uh, Aliop, uh, so we have three kind of main topics that we're going to cover after this break. We're going to talk about the format, what we thought about this new opening first episode format uh, yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, quarant- queens, um, and then we have uh, kind of the highlights and lowlights, yeah. and then we're going to just kind of pull back and talk about the meta. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what we're going to do <laughs> after this little break. This week on the All Right Mary Patreon, I did not like that outfit and I didn't really love her makeup and it didn't matter. As Sister Mary Will said, unpopular opinion, Carla Rossi does it better. There was a part of me that felt like the the dividers between the hosts i was like this is a this is drag this is covid yes. drag the other thing that bothers me about air instruments is that it is distracting when either a it's the wrong instrument or b they're just like moving their fingers and it has nothing to do with any actual like you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. it's like saying watermelon 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 during a lip sync what i'd really love to see is candy muse as rosa open your purse i want to see her <laughs> play that character I don't know. Amy Brenneman as Nancy Kerrigan. I could see it. Who's Amy Brenneman? What? The queen of that in terms of what do I do during instrumental solo is Darian fucking Lake collecting tips. To hear more, Mary, just go on over to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, and subscribe today. All right, Mary. Mary, what did you think of the format? This idea that we had six lip syncs right off the bat losers winners well uh and i shared these notes so these are not fresh ideas but the the question that i posed uh with this format was is this a groundhog day casting special or six courses of dessert is this you know as some people said on twitter is this just like drag race by way of saw or are we just like you know Getting the best of each episode, you know? You know, even six courses of dessert is going to, at the end of the day, be too filling and you'll be, you'll feel sick. Oh, absolutely. And and when there are then the amuse-bouches of, of massive commercial breaks on VH1, uh, at least watching it online, it, it definitely made this episode, especially with the commercial breaks, a bit of a slog because you really did feel the repetitive format. And it was ironic that they made such a massive change to the first episode, say, oh, we're changing things up. And the change in of itself was a bit like, 
oh, how many more rounds of this are we going to do? You know, like a little repetitive. Yeah, I think what didn't help is that, you know, the first two lip syncs were questionable. And yes, you're absolutely right. If anything, this made me not want to watch it live because the yeah. commercials, it, ju- it was way too much. And it wasn't like we're watching it at a bar where we can socialize, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. want to take a break and take a selfie you know, oh. 12 times, 13 times. I, it's like, how many selfies can you take? It right. was it was too much. <laughs> my self-esteem much. can't take this many selfies, <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, girl, I don't need to know that that's what you look like. Um, <laughs> I'm too damaged yeah. to see more yeah. damage. Yeah, right, um, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that it was... You know, I love watching lip syncs, whatever, but and and we got to see every queen perform. Like, I, I definitely see the value of this, and I think in terms of meeting a cast of queens, in some ways this was really smart because we really did get to know everybody, you know, pretty, like, better than we normally would on a first episode. But, um, yeah, I mean, some of the lip syncs were better than others. I thought, in general, the songs were great. I mean, we can we can get into that in the highlights and lowlights, but I think... Um, I appreciated that they were trying to make a change, but I, I don't want to be like ungrateful for them trying to change things up, but I think it was more of a slog the first time watching than the second time watching. Agreed. I, I think, I think I loved the lip syncs as an idea to get to know these Queens, right? Get to the point what can they do? I want to know what they can do. I thought that's smart. I feel like I've wanted that for a very long time, right? I don't want to see like a photo shoot. I want to see them lip sync. I want to know how they perform. I want to know if the, you know, social media queens that get on are really going to compete with the club queens. You know what I mean? I think that just would give such, it, it does split the pack. We kind of get an idea and it allows some of the queens that maybe buckled under the pressure for then to then fight their way back into the mm-hmm. winner's circle. You know what I mean? But yeah, if, if I were to change up this format and make it to kind of what I think would have worked, I think that they, yes, do the lip syncs, but they didn't need to cut the all the queens meeting each other in the workroom. I don't think that they needed to cut that. They could have had them all come in. We still could have had them all see each other. And then right after that, bring them to the the stage. Like, I think that also, I mean, granted, you would miss the gag of like, what? What's going on? Mm-hmm. But that gag got old after the second time. So it just kind of lost its luster. And so I feel like they could have cut all of the loading dock stuff and pushed that all into Untucked. Because I did not need to see those girls for two minutes say, oh, God, we lost. Oh, you too. Oh, you too. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't need to see that. That went on way too long throughout the episode. And poor Joey was sitting there for hours, I'll bet. Yeah. I mean, that was, I think the whole, you know, loading dock thing was a, you know, it was like, okay, clearly like they're trying to do goops and gags and twists and whatnot, but there was something about it that felt, I'm not trying to be a sensitive Sally, but it just felt like, oh, we're really indulging in watching these people's disappointment. Like it, think about just as a point of comparison, right? Like all stars three, for example, where, you know, we would see a queen get eliminated and then she'd be doing her little speech in the workroom and then all of a sudden mm. it'd be like, all hope is not loss. 
you know, uh, yeah, it's not lost. It's not lost. There's right. the T. That's the T. Yeah. But, you know, and so, like, we kind of, we don't just have to wallow in these people's disappointment and, like, you know, that feeling of, like, all we're being told over and over is I worked so hard to get here and I and I have so much to show and, I'm, and now I'm not going to get to do any of it. Like, there's only so much of that I want to watch, especially among six or seven disappointed people, you know? It wasn't interesting watching them all suck. Oh, it's not suck. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Oof. Freudian slip, paging Dr. Freud, uh, sulk. Yes. It just yeah. wasn't interesting. I honestly, I would have pushed that all into the loading dock. Could have been an interesting untucked lounge, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. That didn't do it for me. But what I did appreciate about the concept of this loading dock, besides its obvious pun, you know, getting mm. loaded. Sure, uh, sure. Loaded yeah. up. Uh, yeah. you know, some, when you're when you're in the bottom, you certainly do get loaded up. <laughs> uh, good one, Mary. So, <laughs> I did appreciate kind of this sobering reality of the first out queen because we got to hear mm-hmm. a lot of it. We got to hear like, girl, I haven't even unpacked yet. And meanwhile, like behind them are all of these queens that went out first, and it was unfair, right? And I don't mean unfair like they shouldn't have done that, but like it sucked. And we, as an audience member, as a viewer, kind of forget that their dreams were crushed, right? Well, the the concept, I think what's interesting about this format is that we've talked about in the past, like, the importance of being the first queen in the room and also, like, the significance of being the first out queen. And I feel like this episode really expanded on that because we got to see six different queens come in thinking, oh, I'm the first in the room. And like, Mm. there's something about that throughout the seasons where the first one in, seeing them kind of, as as Rosé said, kind of doing a shtick to an empty room, it's just an interesting moment. We very rarely see a queen by herself on Drag Race, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then equally, yeah, the first one out, there's always that sadness of like, oh God, like that really sucks. And someone, and every reality show is like this. Every competition show is like this. There's always someone who has to go home first. And, and so it was like having to kind of wallow in that. I mean, this is obviously chapter one, like they're building up to something. And so I know the story is just being told, but this is kind of like, you know, the first half of Hereditary when it's mostly about a family and grief. I'm like, get to the Tony Collette yelling and crying stuff. You know, get me to, you know, get me to some real like moments, you know. When does the Gabriel Byrne wire? get set on fire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Well, Take me to the treehouse, you know. Oh, God. I heard, heard and agreed. I think, I think I do appreciate the effort that the show seems to be making of we are going to lengthen the time that the first out queen is on the show because let me mm-hmm. tell you last mm-hmm. season last season dahlia sin was a a person in a broccoli outfit for most of the season it was an effort <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it was an interesting effort to bring someone back throughout the season uh but i think and it's... give them that platform and mm-hmm. also like an outfit for the rest of their career but right I, th- I do think that this is something of an effort to, all right, we're not going to just throw them away the first episode. We're going to give them all some time, and, and, and it's something of a response to that backlash. But, yeah, it, what I will say this, uh, if I'm going to pull back even further, kind of a cruel twist 
no to these oh, queens. It's so cruel. And <clears throat> it was interesting to see some of the, I didn't read many reviews or feedback. I didn't want to be kind of swayed, but sure. it was interesting to see some of the feedback about this of people saying like, oh, this feels kind of cruel. And like in terms of, and this is a, a very specific way of watching a TV show or watching Drag Race. So this mm -hmm. is not a universal thing, but like for the people who are kind of watching this in January of 2021 and everything that that means, I think it was like, uh, I need a little more Great British Bake Off and a little less The Swan, you know, <laughs> like I uh -huh. need like a little bit nicer right now. Like it, it's interesting and it's an unexpected response because I wonder if in a different time, in a different situation when everyone's not you know, just looking for comfort, we would all just be like living for this twist and the cliffhanger of it all versus like, oh, these poor queens, haven't they been through enough? You know, are we not projecting a little? You know, Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that the projection is certainly real. Yeah. I wonder if they gooped these queens or if the queens kind of knew in the back of their head. Part of me thinks that if I were one of them walking into the workroom and it's like, nope, you're going home, that they're like, oh, in the middle of a pandemic, they would cut half the cast. You know, like maybe there mm. is some truth to that. But at the same time, if I'm sitting back there, if I'm Denali and I'm watching all of these queens continue to join me in this room, I'm like, no, they would send us home in the middle of a pandemic right now. Yeah, right? that's the like, thing is the more I mean, Joey J, I could see being like, fuck. But then once yes. Tamisha came in, it was like, OK, hold on a minute. Like, I. Yeah. I've seen the show tomorrow. Like I know, you know, uh, I saw Tamar. you, Tamar. RuPaul's Dragon. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I, uh, you know, I was talking to a different Braxton. I was talking to their cousin Tamar. Oh, uh, oh, okay. yeah. Not okay. Tamar. I know who Tamar is. Come oh, on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your day. Get, um, <laughs> get your uh, night. <laughs> yeah. Get your knife. Doesn't she on doesn't she on Master Chef? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um so. Uh, yeah, so so I think these girls certainly probably halfway through kind of realized it, but in the back of their head, we're on a reality show and we're like, Oh, yep. I have to kind of mug right now. Yes. Yes. I feel like Denali eventually was like, I'm just not gonna say anything because like I can't do this mugging. I I think Rosé was just like, no, there has to be a twist. No, my reality does not say that there's no twist. Like, I don't go home right, right now. There's a twist. Right. Yeah. Um, and Olivia so that was interesting Lux to watch did not as well. Send me home. Yeah. Right. No. Right. The narrative is not that Olivia Lux sent me home. And <laughs> uh, I'm keen to talk about Rosé. Oh, I am keen to talk about Rosé in the highlight, low light for yeah. sure. I think uh, in terms of the winner circle that we got to see, um, those queens. All of those queens are very, very memorable. I think if mm -hmm. I'm going, if I'm going to comment on the format, it is interesting, and I did appreciate this kind of like separation. Excuse me, separation because I really did get to see a top six in a way. Well, that's what's going to be really interesting down the line is seeing where these queens fell this first episode. What is that, you know, when down the line, we could be like, oh, wow, all the queens, and this is just hypothesis, all the queens who won those lip syncs, most of them went home. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Heathers and the Boogers from season three. <laughs> and the season came, became like, oh, how many Heathers, how many Boogers are left? And like, sure. I don't think that rivalry is going to, I mean, season six, it's not like, 
they acted like there was going to be a rivalry between the two premiere casts, and then they were like, oh, hey, girl. But uh, mm. this is a little different. It, it, we, we're kind of seeing half of these queens as a winner's circle and half of them as a losing circle. And this could be zero indication of how the season goes. Yeah. Except for Simone. Abs- <laughs> ab- well, except for Simone. And, I mean, I don't know. The one that won that I think was the lowest in the winner's circle granted she won the reality show and not maybe maybe not uh, everything else was candy a uh, candy's lip sync mm. to me was the one that i was like okay you had a prop and you did a air instrument <laughs> yes she did i mean didn't waste any time getting on my shit list mm. uh, for anyone who somehow has gotten this, you know to this point or is new to all right mary just so you have context i have very strong feelings about air instruments and these seasons have been coming for me hard it's so, certainly something we can discuss in in our after show uh yes this, you know to really discuss like the rules of of an air instrument because you could call i mean Juju B's piano. Oh, 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 there are exceptions and they're called Juju B's piano. <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I or 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 Asia O'Hara's drums. Oh, yeah, her her dressing room drums. No, <laughs> I will always make room for Asia O'Hara's dressing room drums and Juju B's piano. <laughs> Fabulous. Yes. Yeah. Uh you know, the format to me, if I'm going to if I'm going to just like Make one blanket statement. I appreciated the change because I do want to see them all lip sync. However, mm-hmm. there was not enough for me to really get to know the reality side of them. And I kind of yeah. wanted to see them interact more. And granted, like, I, fast, like rewind four seasons ago, I might have said the opposite. But I think I want a little bit of both now, you know? <laughs> Well, I feel like, you know, the way that Untucked, and I think Untucked this episode is, they, they're modifying the, the format even more. I think it'll go to a more traditional format once the season progresses. But like, sure. the way Untucked worked this week, I felt like if Drag Race was just a two-hour episode and Untucked wasn't like a, a cutting room floor of conversations, but all of that was integrated in, and it didn't just feel like lip sync decision commercial break, you know, mm. like over and over and over. And it was mm-hmm. a little more threaded throughout. I think it it might have felt. I think it might. I think it, we would have gotten more of what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I did like that we got to see them interact in small groups. I do think that's good because not for nothing. I we've said this before. I love when there's two openings because we get to see them. (laughs) I've heard that before. Uh, We get to see them in in a smaller group. So more people get screen time. And I think that they were that they're going there. I think next week is going to be focused on. It looks like the winners. So, well, you know what I mean? Like. My theory on that is that that's the editing of the of the preview, but it's going to be each group is going to be a girl group. I don't know all the twists, but I feel like they're not going to do a whole episode where none of the pork chop queens are doing anything. I mean, that's a that's a waste of seven queens. I think that they're that they're going to do a girl groups challenge and it's going to be winners and losers of the lip sync. I feel like this twist of like you all have to decide who goes home. I think there's another twist to that. I just don't think there's, it's not fair or it doesn't make any sense. Not that fair is the only thing that matters, but like 
it just doesn't make any sense to bring someone on and have a bunch of people who didn't see them perform at all make a snap decision that they should go home. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It's very Survivor, but I hear you. It's yeah. happened on Survivor. It's happened on Top Model, even. I um, just don't need that level of, of <laughs> yeah. We yeah. watch the show with a lot of empathy. So yes. I think that's, that's the other thing. It, is, it, it makes sense also if you're just a new fan that's like, oh, I want to watch RuPaul, right? And you're like, oh, she went home. Oh, well, you know, she must have not have been good. And then you just keep watching it kind of blindly. We've been watching this for over 10 years, Mary. So, yeah, we, you know, there's just a little bit of difference. Uh, Mary, let's let's switch gears. Let's talk about some highlights and lowlights. Yes. Let's talk about some highlights and some lowlights. So I I would like to say as an initial highlight, I just want to say that these songs, these lip sync songs, I in terms of the actual music choices, I don't think there was a dud in the bunch. The weakest. Okay. Are you talking about the, okay. So there Just the were song weak, choices. Yeah. The song choice. I guess the weakest one would be rumors by Lindsay Lohan. Oh, but I know you love that song. Wow. I, and Folks, I know that was, a we've past- had a good run here at all right, Mary, <laughs> but it, Looks like we've come to the end. Uh, someone just got the pork chop. <laughs> you know, squee. Um, yeah. uh, that's a low light for me. No, I, I, I sorry, Mary. I, I'm looking at all of all of these lip syncs. That one is the weakest. Which one I, did you think was weaker than that? I, I would say Call Me Maybe. I, I got less out of Call Me Maybe. So I would say, like, When I Grow Up is, uh, it's a great song. I not the lip sync was not my favorite of the six, but I think oh, but that's a La great song. Oof. I, okay, so highlight. It, let's let's talk about sure. this because yeah. the highlight was le- when Lala Ree went down and did the Nina Bonina squat. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's when she won it. Absolutely, I felt that's bad. When she won it. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for Denali. Obviously, not a lip syncing outfit. I think she did the best she could, but. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, when Denali was trying to keep her clothes on, it was yes. like it didn't matter that you were in the skates, Tanya. You still came in second, right? Yeah, it's like just you know, let those nipples out, girl. Like let's see that boy chest. It actually adds to the illusion, if anything, you know. Sure, um, it, it was, and you know what, Candy also was trying to keep her clothes on as well, but she mm-hmm. was able to. She wasn't doing all the dancing. That Denali was. She had the song where you could kind of just walk around and pout, whereas Denali had to dance to When I Grow Up. She had to. And she was in Ice Skates. Yeah, it, it When I Grow Up is a much dancier song. Candy had her moments. I also feel like Candy, she lisp syncs, and I kind of love seeing the lisp and her lip sync. Like at first I didn't, and then it was like, oh no, I love the faggotry of this. So sure. no, no, no. The faggotry of Candy's lip sync all started when she press the boom box oh i mean i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it to her and when she turned it off (laughs) it was really funny i'll give her that and she had some i i I understand why candy won she had uh, some moments but i i I probably was expecting a little bit more but i also was like well given the situation she really still turned it out yeah Um, joe joey's kind of i don't know when she was doing that mark Wahlberg in fear moment i was like girl uh, oh. She's hitting her chest. I was like, oh, no, no, yeah. No, no. Let me in the house. <laughs> Let me in the race. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, Pleasure Principle was a great song. Obviously, that was to me the best lip sync. Uh, oh, by because far. of uh, Miss Simone. Yes. Uh, rumor. I mean, I love rumors. The fact that that was a like it has no right being so good. And I'm I'm gonna say in terms of a highlight low light, as far as I'm concerned, Utica won that lip sync. But it's like not the kind of shit that wins a lip sync on Drag Race. Yes, it, you know what I mean. Well, you know they didn't even really. They, we were in a wide shot when she did the open up like Seven Eleven. That's where I was like the 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 rigged rigged. This is you know I I just uh, I dispute this because yeah she did Seven Eleven leg, legs and perfectly. I just felt like there were so many little beats and moments that. Utica was keeping my attention and keeping me excited, whereas I felt like, I guess I just had in my head, got Mick being like, yeah, I'm not a lip sync assassin. So I was like, okay, well, then I won't hire they you. Were, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were setting that up. I I don't know. Utica had the hair moment that they kept showing that was a distraction. It was like, oh, fix your hair. You know? Yeah, I know. But I felt like she also used it. I, I just, I, I think that Utica, first of all, Utica Queen, I think I'm going to be calling her Utica Goose. I think that she is, I'm into it. I'm really into the goosey energy of Ms. Utica. Uh, I Mary, think I'll get I you for this, RuPaul, is adorable. <laughs> I have to say this. I know that I'm going to get canceled for saying this because we're not supposed to compare queens. But come on, you cannot cannot go any further without mentioning that Utica is like the love child between Thorgy Thor and Katya. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, yes, the disclaimer that Uncanny. we're not here to compare queens, <laughs> but after however many seasons and spinoffs, there's going to be through lines. There were moments, yes, I had the same. There were moments of, there, were, there was, a, like her profile even was giving me this like Katya profile. Yeah, can't unsee uh, it. I just yeah, can't unsee it. I know. There was, a, and, and I love it. I love that I love the same energy that Thorgy brings to drag, the same like joy and clownishness and, and like just spastic fun that she brings to it. I like that Utica brings the same approach. It's yes, it's fun. I love when she says, yeah, it's so stupid about the strawberry in her hair. I love that she can like say, Oh, I'm it. You know, I have a big strawberry in my hair because it represents me overcoming my allergy. But she's like, I know it's so dumb. I love the awareness of it, but that she does it anyway. There's I, I don't know how well she's going to do this season, but I really enjoy Utica. Highlight was Rosé walking in the workroom. So, okay, so let's talk about, because you are obviously coming into the season uh, just, you know, the Drunk on, rose. on the rose. Yes, yes. 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 Uh, Kiss from a rose. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm done. Yeah, yes. Thanks. I put a you seal know, on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, we're never going to survive. Um, <laughs> so, Mary. Okay. So, these two, this was an interesting pairing. I really got to say. Rosé and Olivia, both from New York. One, it, it's funny how how they the show edited and Olivia was saying, like, oh, Rosé's a legend. And, oh, Rosé. Rosé hasn't been doing dra drag for that much longer than Olivia. Okay. I do remember the first time I saw Rosé doing one of her first gigs at the basement of the Ace Hotel during the Tony Awards. It was fabulous. 
she was an amazing lip syncer, but like that was one of her, she had makeup on her legs. It was one of her first performances. She hasn't been doing it that much longer than Olivia, but she is seasoned because yes, she was on The Voice with Stephanie's Child. She was on uh, America's Got Talent with Stephanie's Child as we talked about with Jan Sport. Um, Can I just ask, is having makeup on your legs a good thing or a bad thing? (laughs) Oh, I think it was a rosé thing. Oh, because, you know, it's sort of like, you know, uh, fix your hair, fix your mug, fix your thighs. Like, what's, you know? I think, so it, like, made, she she put makeup on her legs, like, to make them look kind of dirty, which I like, loved. Okay. All right. So she yeah. was doing a full head-to-toe illusion. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. So, so I think this is an interesting pairing because also, you know, they both came in. They were both like, oh, my God, I love you. You know, Rosé was kind of like, oh, my God, I was the host of a competition you were in. And they kind of gave that to Rosé. But you have this. What I loved about the juxtaposition of them is you had Rosé walk into the workroom. She smiles and it's a memorable smile because she has, you know, one tooth kind of blacked out. And then Olivia comes in and that smile. Oh, that smile is everything. Yeah, that's an interesting, I mean, not only were their looks kind of color coordinated and their narratives were color coordinated, but there's a smile narrative there where it was like, (laughs) well, Rosé came in with a bit and Olivia just came in with her goddamn self and who won? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, because I'll say this, Rosé... She's getting di- she's getting jammed. She's getting she's, jammed yeah. this sure, episode. Sure. Like, well, you know what? Maybe it was punishment for digging into RuPaul's wear a suit comment. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like pack your Brilliant. fucking bags. You're leaving. <laughs> yeah. You could pack your fucking bags. Bitch. I'll help you. Yeah. Like it. It was. You know. I just. Again, a familiar narrative where a queen comes in and and Rose is coming in with a similar, if not higher, level of confidence. Than Jan did her mm-hmm. season and talking about I can do this and I can do that and making sure you know like it was it's a lot of the same stuff that we're seeing and I just I felt like this lip sync was the Madonna Rusical all over again you know interesting well because during the Madonna Rusical like obviously Jada should have won but... well Jada is the <laughs> Olivia Lux of the Madonna Rusical let me not go a minute further I gotta say this. I, I loved Simone and Tamisha. I really did. But this one, this lip sync, I thought they both did phenomenally. I agree. I agree. I think this was the closest lip sync. I think that, like, yes, there was This should have intense... been a double Shantae, Mary. Yep. There was some intense air guitar. And I'll say I, And this. that's why I'm like, Mary, you're, it, you're no, saying I know. Olivia should have won? It no, was I know. I'm not saying it's Juju B's piano, but I respected the commitment, and she kind of sold it. It didn't bother me as much as I, I thought. Was, I was Nicole Kidman during Big Little Lies. No. Oh, I mean no. that. Yes, that's a that's a permanent state. But I, uh, I was like, okay, this is. It's kind of like when you get the flu shot or the COVID vaccine, and it doesn't hurt as much as you expect it to. Um, I will say this, Olivia. There was some face acting during that lip oh, sync. Oh, I know. No, that I know. Rose was bringing it too, but Olivia, it. it was it was the difference. It was like Rose was kind of you know she was oh who's a okay I got it. Rose was giving me like if Kate Blanchett was doing this lip sync, but Olivia was giving me if like 
Viola Davis or or Monique and Precious was giving out, where it was like, oh God, you're just going there. Like you're just fucking going there. This is not this is not conservatory trained. You are just like giving me the the energy of the song. And that's <clears throat> that was what I was getting. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the references. Olivia's lip sync to me wasn't as polished, but it she was working the whole time. There was this, mm-hmm. she had a reveal. She had this kind of like, I don't know, passion on her face the whole time. It was a great lip sync song. Uh, uh, Rosé seemed polished. It seemed, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like paced. There was a good pacing mm-hmm. to Rosé's. Rosé had great faces. She had moves and, and different hits. She had the spinning Valentina move, Mary. She, when the when the guitar solo happened, she yes. did not. I, I'll give her that. She didn't resort to the guitar. But I think it was it was a little like I know this is like a harsh judgment for one lip sync, but uh, I think I liked what made me love Olivia's more was that it wasn't polished, and what made me agree that she won over Rosé was that Rosé was almost a little too polished. I It was like a Jan thing where I was like, get a little messy. Like, don't just draw black on your tooth. Like, come on, Chad Michaels, like relax. Like, I think there's something, there's this balance where like being a little messy, you can actually do really well on Drag Race. Like Jinx Monsoon did really well. Adore Delano did really well. Like it's, it's something that comes through that has nothing to do with like you know, the perfection of your look or like the perfection of your choreography, you know? That's fair. That's fair. Um, I I have a lot more to say about that, but maybe I'll save that for the after show. Sure. Um, but, you know, because uh, Rose, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep going. Um, I want to talk about the, the read of Elliot with two T's. I think Tina Burner said it. Uh, did you just come power walking with my mom and oh. I died? <laughs> well, you know, I I have to say, this is obviously my kind of drag. This is the drag that I love. Sure. Like, yeah, right. I, I'm with RuPaul. I love this look. I love the, I love that she's, it's like, I, I'm calling her Elliot Barkin. It's giving me Ellen Barkin qualities. Mm. I also, you know, we talked about the drag queen Pissy Miles on a recent Only Marys, but if you look up the actress Missy Pyle, mm-hmm. it is a one for one comparison. Oh, no question. Elliot looked fabulous oh i love fabulous. it it's a it's a little bit as well of and i know you don't really watch Shit's creek but the character of jocelyn uh there's a there's a jocelyn wah, wah. quality here Sorry. yeah yeah not to be confused with you know the jada essence hall of the season six rap challenge but uh yeah i i'm it's funny we had really very little to say about elliot with unmeet the queens but just this aesthetic i'm like okay i'm paying attention yeah yeah that was a highlight for sure. Yeah. A low light for me was every single time Carson asked a question. Mm-hmm. Because it felt like he was kind of reading a produced question. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like the yeah. producer handed them a question and he was like, I heard that you were a part of the house of Aja, you know? And it was like, uh-huh. I heard that. And it's like, who designed Carson. this dress? Yes. Like, right, yeah. Right. I know. Right. I know. Um, yeah. And I know it, it, he, he, it doesn't, he doesn't, massage it the way like Ross can to kind of make Mm -hmm. it sound a little more organic or at least like, okay, like I, I believe this enough, you know? Sure. Um, 
you know, we haven't really said much while we're talking about Elliot, but, you know, the Lady Marmalade lip sync, the, the gruesome threesome lip sync. Uh, I, I think the, my big takeaway from that was I feel like there's something about Kimura that I'm, I'm, I've, I've been discounting. Like, I think she might have more up her Bob Mackie sleeve than I was giving her credit for. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I didn't think I'd be as intrigued as I am. Oh, Mary, I, I'll, I'll say more on the after show, but she, you know, a low light of the episode for me was just, first of all, a highlight was her hair. The low light was the choice to wear a Bob Mackie gown. I, there's something about that flex that rubbed me the wrong way. And granted, Mm. I love, I love a boom, boom gun, bitchy, you know, like I'm into that. And I was surprised at my reaction to Kimura uh, because I was just not feeling it. And anyway, that was kind of a low light. It was interesting to see how well she did bantering with the judges because she did mm-hmm. do very well bantering with them. You know, talking about, you know, with Jada and the, the you know, she's got big feet and the clavicles. and Oh, oh yeah, I, yeah. That I loved. I loved Yeah, we're not having great shoulders and good clavicles. I, I thought, well, that's very true. I can, I can agree with both of that. Both of you have yeah. great clavicles. I could, yes. I could hang a suit on that. Yeah. <laughs> Wear a suit. <laughs> Wear a suit. <laughs> Wear a suit. Um, I, uh, if I'm going to talk about another low light, did I mention this? The, the pig squeal after every fucking time she said the pork chop. I, I was don't like, think I heard the pig squeal once. Oh, That's crazy. It? it was awful. It just got so annoying. And I oh. usually love a bit like... I, I love a bit. I, that's the highlight of the episode for me was the RuPaul bit with Michelle of like, oh, and then she goes back on the intercom. Um, mm-hmm, I, you sure. know, I love it. She's like, oh, and you'll 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 buy my new album. You're a winner, baby. Like I I appreciated all of that, but the low light was the pig squeal. I was just like, this is too much, too much, stupid. Yeah. Uh, just thinking of her on the intercom, it makes me think of really one of the best bits is RuPaul with that phone during All Stars 5. Oh, my God. <laughs> one of the yes. best bits. Yeah. Ah, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I'll never forget that. Absolutely. Yeah. Never forget that. Uh, you know, Mary, I think we can take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the meta. That sounds great. <laughs> Hey, Marys, let's talk about therapy for a minute. I could honestly talk about therapy all day. Same. I think anyone could benefit from seeing a therapist. Totally. I also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist, deciding it's too expensive or too hard to find a therapist. Or just not wanting to have to go to the doctor's office every week. Especially now, when it might not feel safe to even go outside. Which is why we're big fans of BetterHelp. And that's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. You don't need to leave the couch. And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Plus, you can send a message to your counselor anytime and expect a timely and thoughtful response. And if you want to change counselors for any reason, it's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now, they've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. And no surprise, it's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy. 
And on top of that, there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Call it now. Who is the narrator of the season? The strongest narrator energy is the enchantress Simone. <laughs> like, yes, I, I don't even have anyone else on the list in terms of narrator. Uh, Simone, she's great. And she I expect great. her to be there every week. So it works out really well. She's great. She's also kind, right? Which she's like, uh-huh. no shade, but she's kind of like my mom. You know, she's got the mother mm-hmm. energy. You know, she she definitely has that energy to tell us what's going on, uh, you know, and not be ne- necessarily so unreliable. Yeah, um, she's funny. She's she's in. I'm always happy to see her. I just, you know, it's so we, we say this every season is like, you know, a new crop of queens comes in and it's like, oh, there's someone in this cast I'm going to just fall in love with. And I don't even know it yet. And it, it's just like, oh, Simone, it's very nice to see you. It's very nice to have met you. you know? Are, I'm counting the days until we start making Pee Wee Herman references. Well, I never want to have to say au revoir, Simone. I mean, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> totally right. Yeah. Uh, my commentator of the season is Tina Burner. You know, I had, <clears throat> I agree. I had Tina on the list. Uh, dark horse of the season for commentator. Lala Ree has some great commentator energy as well. Sure. She is very colorful in her kind of uh, metaphors and mm-hmm. descriptions. Yeah, I could totally see that. And, you know, what's interesting about Tina Burner is that she is she's experienced with reality TV. So I think she understands what to give the producers. Like, she probably gave a lot to the producers, and they're giving us all of these, you know. Oh, was Tina on a reality show? She was. She was on the Shade of New York. Uh, Queens oh of New York God, Twitter. the yeah. Shade of New York. Oh, like yeah. circa two thousand, like six. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. Those are. Oh man. Oh, what a time capsule. Those videos on YouTube. Oh my God. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. You see her. You know, rehearsing with the Queens. You know, people. We kind of get even more of a backstory of Tina Burner and how other Queens kind of view her, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting. Uh, but that show is great. Britta's on that show. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, no. Bianca's was, on that. I think Nini's on that. Tina was supposed yeah. to be on uh, a previous season. A Mary uh, messaged me about it. But she couldn't get out of filming for something. So she, yeah. Tina was supposed to be on earlier. That's what I heard. Granted, wow. don't quote me on that. All right. I won't. Um, well, uh, it's it's pretty early to sort of pin down a pizza queen and... I got to tell her, you know, what's a pizza queen? I know where you want it to be, but go ahead. Well, you know, the most common question is, what's a pizza queen? A pizza queen is a queen that we love, regardless of how she does on the runway or in the challenge, because much like pizza, even when it's not good, we still love it, because it's pizza, and we love pizza, much like Selena. Yes. Yes, much like Selena. Much like Selena, (laughs) I love pizza. So um, you might be thinking it's someone else, but I got to tell you. I hate to be repetitive, but it, right now it's Simone. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Utica. So Utica Queen is, to pull from our uh, Dragula recaps, she's giving me a bit of Calzone Queen, mm. a la Disasterina. A Calzone Queen is a queen that's like a pizza queen, but it's like, I don't know what she's going to come out with. I don't know what's in there, you know? <laughs> I don't know where the ricotta is just going to explode out, you know? Wasn't it um, we had pizza ba- pizza bagas for Canada's Drag Race? Yeah, uh, we, we had pizza bagels maybe or something like that. Yeah, or pe- Pizza yeah. bagas. Pizza yeah. bagas. Um, um, well, okay. Simone, sure. I could see that. Um, I wonder I wonder if Candy is going to bring us something of a, a pizza queen energy. I don't know. I, um, I don't, or even, even an Olivia Lux. I mean, I fell oh. in love with Olivia. You, that's totally I mean it's very early to call pizza queen like it we is. don't it's way too early yeah this is breakfast pizza like it's way too early so <laughs> I need time but I do have some you know as we wrap things up I do have some potential stories that I think are we might see this season mm. um I'm curious what's going to develop between Tina and Rose I think they're really setting that up Uh, I think to your point, I feel like candy is going to get unwrapped soon. Like we are like, we are not seeing the full candy. The muse has not been fully summoned, you know, we're, Uh, we're going to start sucking on that candy. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope, you know, uh, you'll like it. It's sweet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) bridesmaids. Fabulous. (laughs) Right. Uh, I think, you know, we're either going to get a Tamisha, the Phoenix, or she's going to like, do well one episode and go home the next. Like sometimes folks who have that kind of like comeback story, they either like come back or they get like, you know, a short arc. So um, I, I'm going to say now that I think there's a narrative of definitely Olivia, but maybe Elliot being underestimated. I feel like the fact that we were shown Tina criticizing Elliot's look and then RuPaul praising it mm. felt to me like an Easter egg. I uh, I think it's gonna be more about Olivia being certainly this underdog there, Valentina type of thing. Yep, I agree. I just think there was like that was interesting to me that we saw like they chose to show those two different like contrasting critiques sure, of Elliot. Saw that. Yeah. Uh, saw that. I think that we are gonna see Utica Queen cry at some point this season, and it's gonna be heartbreaking. <laughs> just uh, a general right, prediction. Yeah. Very. Right, yeah. Uh, who's the Who's the adult in the room? Ooh, I mean, I think Tina's gunning for it. I think Tamisha is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's Tamisha. Is the, Tamisha is, is Tamisha's giving the one me to aunt, Yeah, she's giving me auntie energy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, aunt Tamisha. Yeah. But uh, I don't think Tina's going to be the adult in the room. I think she's going to be like, I don't know, the mean neighbor or like the 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 drunken teacher. She's like the Miss Hannigan of the room. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There is yeah. no. She's not going to be. And I'll talk more about this next episode, but like, she's not going to be like a Bianca. I don't think no. she's ever going to be like nice. No, no. I Bianca is such a specific like. She had that Joan Rivers thing where like she'd give you a wink and you knew it was all a joke. You mm-hmm. know, like you knew there was like a heart underneath. And I feel like, I don't know. Tina is going to be an interesting one to watch because uh, she's she's. We have seen her throw shade in the confessionals about multiple queens now. So. You know, we're so we're seeing that for a reason. You know, Tina is gonna give us like the mother of a pageant queen gets in the pageant. You know, she's gonna get on stage. Yeah, Uh, she's gonna mm -hmm. get on stage and compete. You know, like ma'am, ma'am, this is ma'am, ma'am, this is just for contestant. You need to leave your daughter and get off stage, ma'am. Right, right. I mean, she's gonna be great, and it's gonna be like she's gonna be very aggressive about it. 
Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I see for Tina. Uh, Tina is going to bring us the axe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well said, Mary. Thank you. Well said. She's just going to burn it down. Um, yes, she is, but it's not a math reference. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, do you? What do you think? I, what do you think of Rosé ending up being something of an adult in the room? I think she's gunning for it. I think we're seeing it in the pork chop loading dock, where she's like, you know, trying to be like sort of the feeling like the alpha of the conversation. It's a bit of like mm. a nicer version of Raven and Untucked in season two. Like suddenly she's like, you know, the queen bee. Uh, I just, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I, you know, if I have the options, I'm going to pick another glass. Uh, I'm not in love with Rosé yet. I'm just going to say it. Maybe I should save that for the Patreon episode, but you know, uh, unpopular opinion. I'm not buying it, Gia. Not yet. Mm, Got it. Hey, I hear you. I hear you. I, I am very swayed, much like Brita Filter. Like, uh, I don't know what the show is going to do. Yeah, Rose. the show is very different than the Queen's career before the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally. Um, I, well, we'll see. We'll see. But what I got from the winners and loser circles, and I hate to call them the loser circles, which is problematic mm. enough, right? As if the fandom isn't mean enough, right? Oh, I um, know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, we can so quickly rank all of them. Yeah, I do think though that it makes makes for an underdog, so that you know there's gonna be kind of what there was like uh, there was a queen that got an underdog story storyline where all of a sudden everybody was just like rooting for her because the show was doing her dirty, you know. But uh, and I I feel like that's happening. I feel like that's. I feel like that happens. A little bit with Crystal in season 12 that like people oh. felt that she should have like obviously the makeover challenge like uh-huh. there were a couple that I think Crystal was like oh, I could have seen her win that you know sure. and so sure. people like loved her drag but also like were rooting for her and yeah. she was really they, the underdog of, of the top three the know? fandom loves an underdog I do mm-hmm. think though that the winners of this episode Nan Mary with the exception of Rosé and maybe no, with and maybe Utica, but I think that we have like a, a solid top six here. So you don't think the winner of season thirteen is going to be blonde and white because all the blonde and white girls are in the pork chop loading dock. I mean, I'm sorry if you compare <laughs> right if you compare the energies in the loading dock versus the energies in the winner right in the winner circle, you can kind of see who really doesn't belong. It seems like Rosé didn't really belong. When you go to the winner's circle, who did you think didn't belong there? Um, I mean, I I guess it would be Got Mick because I thought Utica won that lip sync fair and square. I also think that... Well, I mean, like, in the room. Like, once you're well, in the yeah, room... In the room, like, I would say Lalo Ree still seems a little, uh, like, you know, a little... This one doesn't go. This yeah, I, j- I yeah. felt like the confidence wasn't fully there yet. And like, you know, I say all that being like my confidence wouldn't even show up in the van on the way to the studio. So I'm not judging her, but it did it did feel like if I had to choose someone, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd say La La Rian got Mick in that group. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, um, you know, we'll see how they do. But for the most part, that energy... Maybe it's because they won. I don't know. But that energy, those personalities. I mean, you have Tina Burner walking in. You're like, okay, Tina Burner's at least going to make 
snatch game. She's gonna, she, you know, she's gonna at least get to the top eight. Oh no yeah, question. and I hope I hope that she does like Ethel Merman. Like I hope she just does like a a, a very like what I want to see is like Tina Burner as Ethel Merman. I want to see. I don't really know what you do as Missy Pyle, but I think Elliot, you know, be Ellen Barkin. What do I care? Uh, I would like to see Simone as Laverne Cox because she basically looks like Laverne Cox in drag. Like, oh, interesting. interesting. I, I, I mean, see. I don't know how you make her funny, but like you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't. You probably find someone else. Yeah. You make a bunch of oranges, the new black references. I don't know. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Uh, no. She's not Uzo Aduba. She's not Bob the Drag Queen. Oh, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting that. to see the, who their Snatch Game characters are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if I'm going to go meta, that's what I'm thinking, that this first episode really did give the fandom a taste of what's to come. I really, you know, I think that in that sense, this episode was successful. The way it was unsuccessful is that it, it was cruel, just cruel. It, yeah. And the untucked really reinforce that because we just spent so much time going back to them just like moping in in the loading dock and it was like oh boy like somebody put these queens out of their misery like it's just it got it got kind of excessive um it's like stop the, the joke stopped being funny i guess you know i wish the untucked was like all right now y'all get to meet then i would have tuned in excited but i wasn't excited mm-hmm. to watch these two different segments go back and forth one of them just being a slog Right, right, because like once we in with the untucked, like once we got to them taking the makeup off and kind of getting into business, and and we get you know some workroom kiki and whatnot. I was like, oh, this is that shit that I love from the first episode. Is like this stuff where we just mm. get to see them kind of be themselves with each other, and we get to kind of fall in love with the person underneath the drag. And we only got to do that with six of them this week, uh, while like seven of them sat there, you know on uncomfortable probably weren't even formed decor chairs you know uh just like waiting for their like you know for their fates to be sealed Ugh. well mary i think you know first episode predictions well i'm uh, my prediction is that i think that we're i think that we're gonna see a lot more of simone i think we're gonna see a lot more of tina uh, and I think that we are going to, I think that there's one or two people that we are completely discounting right now who are going to blow us away in the next few episodes. Like I, even Rose. Honest, Rose. Uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but you know, drag race would love to just be like, Oh, you thought you were going to go further than Jan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call uh, her. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You're the Cindy Brady, you know? Oh uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're the Michelle, Rose. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're the Lawanda or whatever, the one of the early outs. Yeah. You're not Beyonce. You're not even Kelly. <laughs> no. You wish. Uh, go back to Stephanie's child where you belong. Um, right. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I think I think for me that'll be the surprise. But uh that's you know, I'm just guessing. I don't know. Maybe they're just gonna do her dirty. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Any other any other final thoughts, Mayor? No, I think those are all my thoughts for now. Anything else I have to say, I'll save for our our Patreon-only nuance, which, of course, I think we should mention up front. These first couple weeks, we're going to be doing a Patreon-only after show for season 13, but uh, middle of January, then Drag Race UK starts, and so Mm. then we're going to be putting our attention towards that uh, every week. So, um, yeah, so if you... 
Go ahead. So, so if you do want to get access to Drag Race UK and you do want to hear some initial hot takes and unpopular opinions on season 13, uh, you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash allrightmary. There you go, Mary. Uh, yeah, I was going to say unpopular opinions is kind of the theme of our after show this week. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes, where yeah. we kind of break down what air instruments really do and what they don't do, mm. uh, which is make mm. any sense. They don't play music is what they do. Is <laughs> They don't. You're not actually playing music. Oh, man. Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all on this first episode, you can reach out to us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and give us a follow at allrightmary. You can find me on Instagram at Johnny Also or on Twitter at Johnny Also One. You can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com slash allright-mary. Uh, oh, wait, I messed it up. It's www.tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary or allrightmary.com. And, of course, you can find more of me on my other two podcasts, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, and Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And as mentioned previously, but it bears repeating, if you'd like to become a Matreon and get access to our Drag Race UK recaps and some unpopular opinions on Season 13 that we're not sharing with our main stage of Free Skate audience, you can just go to patreon.com slash all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Let's end our first show of 2021 with a last chance lip sync. What do you got, Mayor? Oh, I'm so excited to have another last chance lip sync. Um, so <laughs> I was in Dwayne Reed the other day, you know, just getting a few tree things and wearing a mask and socially distancing, wearing a mask and socially distanced, of course. And, I was like, what is this music? Like, I am just, I am dancing past the makeup brushes right now. Like, I, like, I'm just shaking two bags of beef jerky as little maracas to this. So it was, of course, I don't know what year this came out, but uh, it is an old Taylor Dane song called With Every Beat of My Heart. And, oh, it's such a great lip sync song. It has, like, it has so many things that happen in the chorus. It just, and it's Taylor Dane. Oh, 1989. Great year. Um, so I just Taylor was like, Swift, Taylor, Dane. Taylor, okay. Taylor Swift, Taylor. Yeah. The hat. <laughs> I'm not, I'm like that. Nah, nah. Um, so I just thought, Oh, I love this. It's, it's a great song. I've never heard it before. And I just want to thank Dwayne Reed, um, for, for educating me and helping me catalog this. So he's, he's a great drag King. Oh, yo, I love Dwayne Reed. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, please welcome to the stage, Dwayne Reed. Uh, do you have a store club card? <laughs> no, I just have to put in my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Leave her a tip by putting in your phone number. <laughs> oh, All right, Marys. Well, we will see you next week. The race has started. And for those Patreon backers, we will see you in the after show. Tot scenes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>